This episode of The Hearst Show is brought to you by Knack, the best backpacks for working from anywhere. Stay tuned to later in the show to find out how you can obtain a free gift with your purchase. From the Empty the Bench Podcast Network, it's time for The Hearst Show. And on today's show, from Nick Arcade, Phil Moore, with your host, Kyle Hershon. And now, here's Hirsch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode number four of the Hearst Show. Welcome to our little ditty program. And this week, uh, we have Mr. Phil Moore again. Oh, uh, hey, listen, man. It was uh, it was such a blast. I had to come back. I mean, you, you, I, you, I do a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of po- uh, interviews and YouTube stuff. But, man, I was like, this was such an amazing time. You got to fit me in. I'm still in the middle of working on this other show. Uh, uh-huh. and, okay, well, actually... All right, it's a bunch of BS. It's the same yeah. day. It's the same day. I, I, I just slid the I just slid the computer over, and this is the shirt I was wearing. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, sorry but, for my but, dishonesty. No, <laughs> but Phil, it's a pleasure to have you back again. Hey, it's good to be, it's good to, it's good to continue to chat. Yeah, and I didn't go pee this time. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so last episode, we were talking about your early days. Of course, Nick Arcade, you're on the, the early days of Nickelodeon. But, you know, uh, if if the people who know me, I, I'm a producer by trade. I, I do news, which is different mm-hmm. than game shows, uh, mm-hmm. which is something I want to get into. I want to get into game shows once I get out of news. So um, I want I want to ask how that started for you. It's like, hey, maybe I could make something of myself as a producer or a segment mm-hmm. producer, and or in this case, a challenge producer. How did that start? Well, you know, um, previously on the Hearst show, um, we talked about how getting from doing just stand up into hosting a show was literally was really coming off of something that seemed like a bad thing. Right. Uh, the job that I was doing. Uh, and as it turned out, this bad thing ended up being a gateway into the next great chapter of my life. Getting behind the scenes working sort of the same thing. Um, number one, the year was 2001 and I was getting divorced. Oof. Number two, Nickelodeon studios had officially closed. Mm. Number three, September 11th happened. Yeah. So the studio that I work with is now gone. The the life that I'd been living uh, is now being torn apart, and the country itself is uh, under terrorist attack. Uh, and so um, during that time, um, the industry sort of shut down. Um, so I, I, I couldn't even, you know, how some people, when they're going through personal life things, they, they dig deeper into work. Um, I couldn't even do that. Uh, and in a weird sort of way, it's kind of like what happened with this pandemic, you know, all of a sudden you couldn't dig in and do those other things that you use to distract yourself. Um, same thing happened in this particular case back in 2001. Um, so uh, I'd already, I'd, I'd moved out to California and I was, I had a great agent. I was with a great agency and I was with the ICM, which is one of the, the big ones out here. And they were doing nice. They had actually gotten me, uh, I'd gotten this gig hosting a show on animal planet uh, as a dog agility show, um, wow. which was, a, which was a lot of fun. I would go out to these uh, dog agility competitions, not, not, not the dog shows where they're like, hi, we're printing. We're talking yeah. about the hyper dogs <laughs> like me where they're running and going over the things and we pose and stuff. Yeah. It, was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
but 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 9-11 happened and the industry came to the, 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 the our country came to a screeching halt and the industry in particular didn't have to reevaluate what they were going to do a lot of a lot of scenes that were already shot in television and films uh they they didn't want to they had to reevaluate whether or not it was contributing to certain things whatever and 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 you, you couldn't fly you really couldn't you know travel so it was like what do i do here i'm an on-camera person but like there's no there's no nothing going on and when the world started to get back to some degree of of work in, in the television and the entertainment business, um, there were so many people who were way above little old Nickelodeon Fillmore guy um, mm. that they had been out of work. And, and, and so agencies began prioritizing their, 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 their top tier clients, which, which makes sense. I mean, right. I was rep by the same agency uh, that, that repped uh, 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 Denzel Washington. Yeah. When it comes time to see who you start, like, putting back out there you, you take care of your million dollar clients first so that, I'm, so i'm saying i have to say i get it and it makes perfect business sense yeah so now i'm sitting here going okay so I, I i'm waiting still the business seems to be back up and running but i'm still waiting i'm not being sent out on auditions uh i'm not getting sent out on stuff because they're, they're restructuring everything um so what do you do so a friend of mine, uh, ironically, the same executive producer that was the guy that was uh, the executive producer of your on, yep. the one that told my son, dump all this crap on your dad. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Los Angeles and he was the executive producer of a show, which I like to call the predecessor to America's Got Talent. Uh, it was a show called 30 Seconds to Fame. Oh, wow. Where where, where, where the, the host would stand in the back while the acts were out on stage. And just like on America's Got Talent, they turn around and talk to the camera. Oh, he's really doing good, isn't he? Look at it. Oh, oh, look at him. That kind of stuff. This show sort of introduced that. And um, he got a call to me because he wanted to know if I was, you know, he knew, I, of course, you throw out all the feelers to everybody going, I'm looking for work. <laughs> and yeah, he right. said, I want you to come out and take a look and see if maybe you can help coach our host uh because the if that behind the scenes stuff really requires great improvisational skill right um and so when i got there we watched the the uh, taping and we watched uh, some of the rehearsals and the way the television works is there's a thing that they do called like camera blocking and they do this in rehearsal so that they know that if you do a flip the flip the flip and land they know to have a camera there because that's where you're going to land. So right. they do a rehearsal so they can figure out where things need to be to get those fantastic shots that we enjoy at home. And the, here's the big part. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do in rehearsal, you have to do when they actually are shooting the show. Right. Because you don't want to change up. A camera's here waiting for you to land here, but you decide, no, I'm going to go this way. Yeah, and you're blocking cameras. So yeah. So say all that to say this. I was watching the rehearsal and I was watching the various acts and they were doing camera blocking. And I was sitting there just making comments, sitting with the executive producer and we were laughing and we were joking. And he says, write that down. That's really funny. And I'm like, well, that's me saying it, but you know, uh, your, your host has to be able to say it on the spot. And this is where we coined the phrase. We're right ad libs, which is an oxymoron. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but here's the thing. Since the acts have to do the exact same thing when we're taping 
as they're doing a rehearsal, they would have time to put in whatever I said into the teleprompter. And at the right moment, boom, show it. And then the host would go, blah, 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 at that exact right moment. And it would look like it was coming off the top of his head. So I ended up watching all of the rehearsals and started like, you know, typing comments about the various acts. And then uh, that became um, a writing gig. And all of a sudden, I'm a Hollywood writer. There you go. <laughs> and that, that began the working behind the scenes uh, stuff for me. Uh, and, and then from that, what ended up being happening was, uh, what ended up happening was my, look, my, my, my DNA is host. I mean, here we are, this is your show, but yes, I'm hosting, I'm co-hosting the show with you. There you go. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being interviewed, but, but you know, I feel like, Hey, so just, Hey, where'd you get that background? I mean, how we started out before, before you started recording. I was asking you all kinds of questions. Yeah, you you were. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, but 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 with that said, um, uh, I know hosts. I I, I am a host. I've I've actually given um great credit to Mark Summers because uh, with respect to being he 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 is a human being and he's genuine. He's one hundred percent unique. And Jeff is the same way. But in their DNA. It, they know they know hosts. They know what they like. They know what they don't like. They know what they need because they are it. And so now I'm writing copy for a host on a show. When I got done with that show, somebody referred me to another show because they just needed somebody who could maybe work a little better and fine tune things for their host. I'm like, well, that's simple. I would look at the script and go, well, I would never say that. You know, or like, yeah. oh, dude, you've got to put it like this, because whenever I look at the prompt and it's not that way, it totally ticks me off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that was how I began to weave. I began taking what it is that I know and did and started incorporating into what I was beginning to do behind the scenes. There you go. I mean, it, I, as a as a news producer, I'm kind of doing that same thing. Okay looking at my anchors okay how would they say this term how would they go about with this mm -hmm. yeah. whether whether it be a, a kicker story or if it, if it were like breaking news at the top of the hour right. i mean it would literally be you know just figuring out their uh I'm, in this case i'm gonna say morisms you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I, know. I personally call it my Philosophy. Philosophy. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, and you know, you have to figure out exactly. Okay, how would they approach it? What would they need to do? And how do they not want to approach it? Because eventually, exactly. what they'll what they'll do is they'll go in and fix the copy themselves. I'm like, okay, then my work's not needed anymore. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's what I that's what I could do. It's a second nature. I mean, even with respect to like, you know, if it came to talking about a bit that we wanted to do before I got back into game shows or, or a way I wanted the host to do a thing, or if it was like something that was off the norm for the host, um, you know, I know how, how I'd like to be approached. If you wanted me, if you were going to ask me to do something that was out of my comfort zone, there's a way that you could approach me that I'd be going, okay, I'm listening. And there's yeah. a way where I'm like, dude, get out of my face. Are you crazy? You know, so, uh, <laughs> And, and like you said, yeah, like they would just rewrite it themselves because they know how they want it. And, and again, being a host, I, I just have a, a, a sensitivity to how hosts particularly like certain things. I don't know every oh, yeah. host, you know, every host is different, but they're just, they're just some core things that we just kind of like, 
to have yeah. or ways we like to have things done and definitely ways we don't like to have things absolutely done. i mean the last thing i would want if i were like a television host i would i'd rather not have the corporate mentality you know if if it were a game show i would like to have my own sense of individuality of mm-hmm. course express myself but then mm-hmm. again it's not about me it's about yeah. whoever the subject is uh yeah. so there you go uh and then eventually from 30 seconds to fame you did a thing on g4 with x play uh, yeah that oh that was getting my toe back into the game the video game world yeah Man, that was so much fun that was fun <laughs> now wow. what exactly did you do on x play I was segment producer. So I got to work with uh, a lot of the great talent on that, um, on, on G4, the, all of the correspondents and, and, you know, people who've gone on to either do stuff on television and film or people who are great content creators right now, like Tiffany Smith, who does stuff with DC universes. It was like, they were all there when I was there. And so we get a story and we figure out something we want to do. Um, I remember one of the first things that I did, the Batman live tour was going around. And yes. so I was a segment producer of that. Uh, the next thing they, they actually built the real, um, the real vehicle, uh, uh, from the, from the video game. Um, uh, um, oh my gosh, halo. Yes. Uh, and so, and so I was, so I was a, a segment producer that, that, that worked with, you know, producing, that segment that we did for the show. It was like really, really cool, cool content. And it got me sort of back uh, looking at the world that I left behind of video games. Like, ah, this video game stuff is cool. Thanks, G4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, in here. yeah, exactly. And eventually, I, I mentioned this uh, in the previous episode, but at what point uh, there was a campaign to actually try and bring back Nick Arcade. Um, now, my question really is, how would something like Nick Arcade, you know, with the technology that you had in the 90s, how would we be able to represent that self in today's society with, you know, VR, virtual reality, uh, or AR, with, with the Oculus Quest? I mean, how would Nick Arcade survive in today's world? Well, um, I think the answer to your question is, is it around? No, it couldn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love the I love the brunt honesty. <laughs> the, the answer is it can't, and and it's funny. This is one of those hard questions to answer for real, real Nick Arcade fans. Um, I'm not saying that there can never be a reboot of it. However, um, there was something. That, the thing that made Nick Arcade super unique was it enabled regular people to do something that you could not do at home. Right. You cannot do it yourself. There's no way you could do that because the technology that made Nick arcade actually work, even though we all know now it's just green season, but there was a special program that was invented to make the show work. It didn't exist. And then it got invented. And then there was a show. So you could not have done it at home. And the thing that we would take to make a, a, a Nick arcade type of show successful in today's thing is, is to find that thing that you would do on the show that you can't do at home. Cause as you mentioned, you can immerse yourself now inside of video games. Yes. Uh, and it's so easy for the, the regular person to do 
then why would I, why, why, why am I watching you do it? I can do it. And a, a lot of these things you have to wear the, the goggles. If you have the goggles yes. off, then you're doing green screen. Well, guess what? Your Hirsch beautiful thing back there. That's a green screen. Yeah. You know? um, so it's like people have access to it now. Um, and so uh, the one thing that I'm brutally honest about, look, I'm a, I'm a, I will not try to fake the funk and, and try to act like, you know, reality ain't a thing. Um, yeah, you got to be able to do something that makes it unique. You can't just cut and paste what we did before because everybody at home can do phenomenally better than what we did back in 1991. Of course. So that's, that's the thing. So it's about cracking that, 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 you know, solving that piece of the puzzle, which I don't know if you want a little like inside scoop, Sure, but I'm working yeah. with a team of uh, a virtual metaverse developers right now to create that new extra thing that might make a Nick Arcade reboot happen. I'm Ooh. actually working. Yeah, we're in development. Of, <laughs> we're talking about it's like, and I said the same thing to them. I was like, look, don't sit up here and kiss my butt. I don't need your pat on the backs. I'm a realist. We can't do the same thing. And you can't just give the people what they can do themselves. We've got to figure out a way to make go. I've got to go on that show because that's the only place that I can do this thing. Yeah. And so I'm actually for the last two months been working with some people that are like Einstein level geniuses. (laughs) And we're trying, I'm creating games and then they're working on like technical things to make the games that I'm creating exist in a way that you can't do at home. So, in all honesty, never say never. Never say never. Fingers never crossed. say never. Fingers crossed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, yeah, these people are are, are great. Uh, Nick Arcade twenty twenty four. Exactly. You know, hosted by my son because I'll be like, we're all like, oh my hip. <laughs> oh, oh my back. Yeah. Actually, what's funny, I had a friend ask me before um, we talked, we spoke today. Uh, my friend Dylan asked uh, at any point during the filming of the video zone, did like the software ever crash? Um, yes, there were a couple of times where you'd see where like I'm out there on the monitor looking at, okay, run to the right, Billy, run to the right, Billy, and I was like, boom. You see Billy standing on, on a set of blue set of stairs. <laughs> and Billy's looking at the same so he can no longer see where the things are projected. He's like, ah! um, yeah, but, but, but the video zone honestly did not have a lot of, um, we never really gave us, uh, as, as, as many problems as one would think. The weird thing that happened was, the regular video challenge games, which ah. you would think it's a console it's set up, but it's not just that. Um, the, the tech people, what they would have to do is whatever the challenge was, they'd have to play the game to get it to that point, then pause it, then have it rigged underneath so that, you know, they could monitor what was going on from their control panel as the kid played it. And oh. many times something would mess up. So a kid would go press whatever and it wouldn't start. Or if it started, it would go too far. And like, oh my gosh, we got to bring it back to this point. It was that. <laughs> or a kid would press press go before I said go. And, and uh, the video challenge stuff was the one that was problematic, even though it just seemed like <laughs> I just grabbed the, grabbed the controller and go. But then, yeah, it was really weird how that was the, the one that uh, 
seemed to give us uh, give us trouble. I, I can imagine you had to stop tape many, many times to fix those games. You know, yeah. again, at that point, you know, you really couldn't have those kind of settings or in a way where you could program them, say, hey, you got to do this, this, this and this and this, you know. Yeah. But then again, that's all trial. individually. There was yeah. a moment where, and, and, and this is where, well, by the time we got to season two of Nick Arcade, this is where, like, just the, the difference in tween, between the technology and software between season one and season two. Because when we got to season two, uh, you've got these five games, and a, and a kid goes, I want to play Super R Type. And everything was like, flick, 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 boom. And everything was on that game. And it started like working, they got it down to a science. Yeah. Where it, we, the, the the problems became to become more and more minimal, and uh, we could we could do it in real time from the time of uh, the time of Kyle. Come over here, the video challenge. By the time yeah. we got the video challenge, you played the game, go and back to your. But <laughs> it, it, it all happened in real time. Yeah, we 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 got, we, we got a cool little rhythm uh, thanks to the fantastic people that ran the tech behind the scenes, oh, uh, especially gosh. especially with season two. Big props to them for troubleshooting season one. Big tech, big props to them for fine tuning for season two. Absolutely, I'm one of my favorite games. Obviously, was actually the Face Off Post Haste. That was my ah, all time favorite. The, loved- the only other, only as in there too. Nick Arcade was a bunch of uh, games in the middle that were games you could buy, but it was bookend by original games. The mm-hmm. Face Off game and the Video Challenge game were all created original, original games. So not yes. only did you have to invent the technology to make a show work. Then you have to be a game creator too. Of course, I mean, um, and of course, dealing with all these games that you had, was there a certain one that was like, I like this one. I want to play this one. We're in lunch. <laughs> um, what is the one? Uh, oh my gosh, um, there's so many that were the same. So I can't remember which one it was. But there was a game called like 1941 where you're scrolling the airplane and yes. it flips over and comes like uh, and you get the bombs and the missiles and it, it's different versions of that. So I don't remember exactly which one we had. Man, I love that game. Yeah. I love it. And that was on the Neo Geo, I think. The Neo Geo. Oh, concert. oh my gosh, I love the game. It was so much. Um, uh, and then we never had this game on the show, but my uh, during the during the nineties, my favorite game for a while was um, Galaga. Mm. You know, where, where you've got the Galaga Galaxian. The one where you 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 have to shoot the ship to make the other ship come down. I, I think it was Galactic. And then, ah oh man, <laughs> anyway, uh, that was that was my favorite back. game. And let me just get it out of the way right now. My favorite yeah. game played back in the day, uh, uh, Super Mario Kart. Uh, yep. My son would kick my butt at like five years old on that thing. Uh, and then, uh, oh, and then to one of this day, I wish they would bring this game back. Mm-hmm. Like they like they did with Crash Bandicoot. What they did with a couple of Crash Bandicoot games was they took the original game and just updated the graphics to 2022 graphics. Wow. I want them to do that. I want them to do that with Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Wow. I don't need any new things in it. I don't need it to do anything extra. I want to play the game and the different levels that I played when you run when you're in the, the snow speeder and you go around the attic and you're <laughs> you make that sucker fall. You're chasing the train on the bridge. I love it. You hear that, I George Lucas? That <laughs> just, just give me, give me, give me 2022 graphics, but let the game play the same. 
Absolutely. <laughs> hey, oh. George Lucas, we got to get this done. Like, <laughs> I have any connection with him. <laughs> but exactly. so, let, 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 dude, I George mean, is this, sitting at home right now looking at this going, uh, 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 let, me give, let me give Kyle a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, here he is. <laughs> the force is strong with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, stepping aside from TV, you know, actually at one point you started getting back to doing live appearances. I remember you started doing stuff with uh, Let's Make a Deal Live. I know you did stuff mm-hmm. with, uh, did you do stuff with Price is Right Live? Uh, I'm not. No, not Price is Right. Let's Make a Deal Live, Family Feud Live. There you um, go. Yeah. And all, all that's under the umbrella of the Fremantle Company. They do uh, all of the big hit game shows. They do Let's Make a Deal TV show. They do Price yep. is Right TV show. They do the reboot of Supermarket Sweep. They, if it's game shows, man, oh man, they're they're, oh, doing man. It, they're, they're, they're they're the king. Yeah, they're the absolute yeah. king. Um, but yeah, so so uh, uh, it was kind of fun to get back to do that. Um, it was one of those moments where I wasn't trying to get back and do it, but um, the people that were in charge of that were people that were from the Orlando time who mm-hmm. are now doing these live versions of game shows, and they said, "Hey Phil, do you still like host?" I'm like. <laughs> just at a dinner party I'm hosting. <laughs> just go. <laughs> if, if you've ever sat across from me at a table having a cup of coffee, I'm hosting. Um, just like I said with you. <laughs> so you, it doesn't get out of you. You know what I mean? If it's really who you are, like, it doesn't get out of you. And they said, you, you think you want to do this thing? So I said, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. I was out there with Mark L. Wahlberg, the host mm-hmm. of Temptation Island, uh, who's like a fantastic dude, man. Oh my God. Talking about, talking about a host a host host. Oh man, <laughs> this guy is so quick with the with the with the uh ad libs with the audience and the whole nine yards on the temptation island. He's bringing like building that tension. Ah oh, man, you know, he's just another <laughs> another 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 line of the great, great hosts that are out there working. Oh my gosh. Um, but it was a lot of fun being out on the road with them doing these shows. Let's make a deal live and um and family feud live. Those are a whole lot of fun. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh I I well I never got to see Let's Make a Deal or Family Feud. I did get to see Price Live. Yeah. Uh, lots and lots of fun. Todd Newton was hosting. Yes, uh, yes, Todd. I yep. love Todd. I actually met him last year doing something like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. It's, 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 it's like, again, Fremantle's really good at like, you know, grabbing people who who know how to host, do that, that is in their DNA. And, and even though they're not the host you're used to seeing on TV, they know games, mm-hmm. they know game shows, and they're, and they're great hosts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That um, was brilliant. Absolutely. When we come back, we're going to talk more about, uh, th- I want to talk about Tuned In. Because uh, that's a fun show that I, uh, I'm okay. checking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, not many people get to talk about Tuned In. Let's see. Nick Tunes on Tuned In. Look at that. Nick Tunes. I'm repping the Nick Tunes. <laughs> Let's see if you can name all those before we go to break. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is this right is, uh, uh, here's uh, uh, Tay Arnold. You got yep. Rugrats. You, you got uh, Rugrats uh, again. Wow. You Thornberries. Right around Thornberries. Uh, who else we got here? Randy Stimpy. Um, who am I missing? <laughs> you know who's not on here? There's no all real monsters on here. No, there's not. What's the up? Oh, oh, man. Real monsters. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Hirsch. Right now, I want to take a few moments of your time to talk about today's sponsor, Mac. 
If you're like me, I'm constantly on the move, whether it's for business or leisure. And since I cannot stay away from my work, I need my laptop, tablet, and my phone with me at all times. With that being said, carrying all those gadgets can be a bit of a hassle. So I needed to find a way to safely carry all of my electronics with style since everyone apparently judges how you look. That's when I found Knack. With Knack, there's no need to choose between style and functionality designed for professionals who need function and convenience without looking like a student. With its patented design, Knack is the first backpack that expands for more capacity when you need it. The sleek exterior, organized interior, and professional appearance help you look your best at the office or out in the world. Now, this is what I want you to do. Get a Knack bag today and stop worrying about how you look when carrying your life essentials use the promo code hirsch and for a limited time get a free tsa approved lock with your purchase just add the tsa lock to your cart with your knack bag of choice i got olive green because that's my favorite color and use the code hirsch at checkout to get it for free go to knackbags.com for your chance to get a bag yourself and now back to the show All right, thank you to our sponsors at NAC for sponsoring this episode, as always. Thank you! Thank you. on! Now, I'm afraid uh, if, I, if I show the bag, it might... Oh, no! And it's actually going to capture. It's a green bag, but thank you, hey. NAC, for the bag. Boom! <laughs> thank you, NAC. Those of you who know what I was doing, who know what I was doing. So, actually... Last year, around this time, there was a new show that came on Nickelodeon. You produ- uh, were one of the producers for it. It was a show called Tuned In. Yes, uh, I was. I, I've ne- actually I've never seen an episode, but uh, okay. I've been. I was looking at uh, from what people were telling me about it. And like this is this could be a really big thing with the the old generation and of course the new generation. Of mm-hmm. course, there there's games involved. There's slime involved. There's prizes involved tell me <laughs> tell me more about tuned in and uh, how uh y'all came up with this with this format well tuned in was the first uh show that i got to work on uh as i like to call it back in the real world yes um the the season one we started shooting at the top of 2001 and i mean i'm sorry 2021 2021 2021 and um, let me do the whole thing again. You're going to edit this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tune in. We started shooting uh, in 2021. First time back into a real studio. Um, the actual project was brought to me um, because since uh, people were trying to figure out how to do shows working in this, uh, at the time, quarantine environment, uh, I think the original idea was to have all of the contestants be at home and you could show them various Nicktoons and we would come up with questions that had to do with those Nicktoons. Then it became, well, well, what do you do with them to make it more Nickelodeon-y? And it would be like, well, maybe we could have, um, we could send them various things. If you get a question wrong, you have to maybe pie yourself or ah. you know, maybe you could send them little things of slime and because originally it was going to be a game where people were at home, almost like um, uh, Kevin Hart's uh, Celebrity Game Face, which yes. I actually worked on also, <laughs> uh, where, where, where everybody was is at home. Um, but uh, from the time of this original um, uh, idea was pitched to Nickelodeon uh, to the time we got going, uh, it, it seemed like the world was sort of opening up again. Yes. Um, and so the decision was made to go back into the studio with the most strict 
COVID protocols that were uh, could have been in place at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually trying to find a picture of me. I had on like a uh, I had a, the, 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 I had on a yellow uh, orange suit and a, and oh, a face mask and a face shield and it was, it was like the whole nine yards and, and and because we were dealing with 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 with, with kids and so oh, yeah, the kids obviously. on camera would be unmasked so everyone else we we took we took uh, just tremendous uh, time in making sure that we follow protocol and it affected. Uh, for the for the positive, our own personal lives, because, you know, you, on the weekend, if somebody wants to do something, you realize, well, I've got to go back in on Monday and be in this environment that needs to be up to, you know, COVID protocol. So yeah. maybe you, you can't go and to the to do the thing with with uh, these group of people. Maybe you you maybe have to miss this thing until you're finished with the show. Right. Um, but but the idea was. Um, and so once they decided to go back into the studio, then it became, all right, so we're going to ask questions. It's going to be based on Nicktoons. Nickelodeon owns Nicktoons. And so you can just pull them out of the, the everywhere. It was, it was a way to incorporate the modern stuff that the generation is watching Nicktoons now knows. And right. also slide in some things about the Nicktoons that you and I are more yeah. familiar with. So right. it's a great, great way to blend the old with the new. And then the big thing was, well, we were going to have them do kind of funny things to themselves at home. What could we do now since we're going to be in the studio? And it went from being a whole bunch of little things to just now let's just slam the heck out of them. Yes. (laughs) So um, that's what it was. So it was, so I was with with the team that were developing the various games, the questions that were being asked, you know, the titles for the games, how they would play out. uh, And, uh, and, and of course uh, the the slime was the big kicker. Get an answer right. You get slime. Get an answer wrong. You get slime. (laughs) It's Tuesday. You get slime. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dream. I mean, I've never been slime before. I mean, no, yeah. not today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so um, it was it was a lot of fun and the kids were terrific. And um, hats off to the entire production uh, team and staff to figure out a way to sort of, you know, get kids out of this sort of rut they were in that the, all the rest of the world was in and to make sure that we kept it safe. So that, um, you know, we could uh, do it in a way in which uh, no one, you know, walked away hurt. And again, something new in this world of like, you know, repeats that were that we were all kind of doing or watching absolutely boring stuff because, well, that's that's what's on the streaming channel. We watched everything good. So yeah. <laughs> it was a way to start like doing some new content again and being again, like I said before, being back at home is it, it, always a plus for me. Of course. I mean, uh, being in that sort of environment, uh, no matter if I'm doing news or if I am doing some sort of entertainment, I just like being in the in the set or the control room in my case, uh, just, you know, being around people. And uh, of course, we need that social interaction. And this is what these game shows can do. And with with, you know, with Jerry Trainer doing an amazing job hosting tuned in, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I think that once we have more restrictions start to as restrictions start to get more lax yeah more lax yeah uh-huh. yeah i think really uh 
we should have just a big party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and even, even, if, even, even now, you know, uh, now we're in a place where masks are no longer required in a lot of places. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, but, 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 you know, we're still treading cautiously. The, the, the show that I'm doing right now, exposure, uh, uh, we're, we're still making sure that the entire crews and staff, we're still masked up, even though our contestants are, right. we still get tested three times a week because you don't want to get careless. Exactly. That's what you don't want to do. Because if we're coming out of it and things are getting lax, we want to keep going in the direction of getting back to normalcy, not get careless and send us spiraling down that crazy road again. Of course, because we that that happened last year. And uh, it, it, oh, see, I'm watching an episode of Tune In right now, and I, everybody just gets slimed. <laughs> everybody's slimed, man. Everybody's slimed. And it's funny because it was just a bigger kick for the adults that were there working on the show because they're all around the age that they all grew up watching Nickelodeon. Kids are digging it because it's what kids do. Nick is kids. Of course, and yeah. then here we are as adults going, it's climbing again. Everybody <laughs> it's climbing again. Uh, oh man. It was, it was, it was, it was really the, the, the it was just the shot of adrenaline that um, a lot of us in this business needed, not just to be working on a show, because a lot of us have been working on shows from home, myself of included. Course. Yes. But, the, but the, to get in my car and drive to the studio again and to just be back amongst people mm-hmm. uh, creating amazing, fun content was, was just a joy, man. Absolute joy. Uh, I, I, you know, can't beat it. You absolutely mm-hmm. can't beat it. Uh, I mean, I mean, speaking of like going back with the slime and all that stuff, I mean, there were, there were things that I always wanted to do when I was a kid. I always wanted to go to a kid's choice awards never could do it mm-hmm. because I, I'm from <laughs> New York. I, I'm, I'm a New Yorker, but of course uh, everything was done on the West coast. But uh, of course, um, just, just seeing everything and somewhat being a part of it by watching it. And in some cases with like the kids choice awards, you vote, uh, you know, you at least have somewhat of a voice in how the show runs. Yeah. It makes it feel like you are definitely a part of it. You do have a say in what's going on. And, and that participation just makes you, um, um, feel closer. To, to the action that's going on, yeah. Even if you're not in the whatever the the, the venue is, the Poly Pavilion, and getting uh, covered in in green goop. <laughs> well, that's why I used to love about like Nick takes over your school. When yeah. we used to do those, it was like you're just at school, and then bam, a, a school bus shows up, and here comes Melissa Joan Hart, and here comes and here comes Mark Wiener, and here comes <laughs> Phil Moore, and here comes you know uh, Michael Mallet. And it, it was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, nobody, it's yeah. Wednesday. It's Wednesday in Michigan, and this is happening. Yeah, no <laughs> idea how many times I would write in to have my school get picked, and I'd, I'd be so disappointed. Like, no, I want my school. Darn it! <laughs> I, I, I wrote a hundred box tops. I sent it a hundred box tops. I mean, was <laughs> I mean, man, I mean, you it was know, a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. That interactivity, like you said, I, just I loved it. idea of being connected and right there with it. It was so much fun. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and to finally to finish everything off, uh, really, uh, I think really in a matter of the fans just, you know, just as happy to see you still doing the things that you do, um, whether it's at a Comic-Con or if you're even doing something on the side on a TV show. I mean, what do you have to say to the fans who have been behind you for the last, in this case, 30 years? Oh, wow. I've Look, I'll say it. I said it on the previous episode and I'll say it again. 90s Nickelodeon fans are the best fans 
in the world, period. I don't mean Nickelodeon fans. I mean, better than sports fans, better than rock band fans, better than, because there's something that about them that's, that's more genuine than I've seen in other things. Not saying the other things aren't genuine, but they're devoted, they're committed, uh, uh, and and they they love what they love, and they love it in, in a fun way. You know, uh, you know, sports fans can love what they love, and next thing you know, it's a fight in the parking lot. Yeah. Nobody's fighting. <laughs> nobody's fighting over Ren and Stimpy. Nobody's no. you know nobody's fighting. Over should have gone left them. instead of down. Nobody's, nobody's nobody's getting into a fist fight because it tuned in. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. No. They, they're they're fans, and it's they're fun fans um so i and, and like i said uh, you know this year uh january this year marked the 30th anniversary of the premiere of nick arcade and the mere fact that the show that really didn't get sort of the marketing push that some of the other shows did that it's still spoken of with the same sort of regard and love as shows like double dare and 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 figure it out and legends of the end temple and guts uh is it, an amazement testimony to the fans only because, you know, I wasn't out there doing it. And the studio, you know, gave us $4 for marketing. Uh, so <laughs> the, rest, the rest came from fans. Uh, best in the world. Love them all. Love Absolutely. Them. And now you can watch the whole series on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> Look at that. Yes. It's, just, it's so funny because um, there, there are people who I, are in my life now. Uh, who have kids that are in their 20s, so they never grew up watching Nickelodeon, they know that, you know, quote unquote, Uncle Phil did a thing. And now they're watching, the, they're watching it going, hey, I'm like, yeah, the songs, I was crazy. <laughs> I, it, it, I mean, with with Paramount Plus adding all these these shows, you know, that you could only really watch in the 2000s on like Nick Gas or something. I mean, I love seeing the original Double Dare and of course the new Double Dare come on. I love seeing Legends, Guts. Uh, I really mm. wish they would figure it out. The original and <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> right. Jeff, back on there. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, was, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I just... It just brings me back to a time where things were much simpler. Things were more innocent. Uh, and, you know. Well, and here's the thing. It, 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 those words are great. But here's the other thing, too. Because I've, I've actually um, opened up my mouth a few times now as a grown-up doing what I do behind the scenes. Yes. And I've said this. I've actually used something from Nickelodeon that I've used when I'm in big, important meetings of shows that I'm doing now. And that is Nickelodeon just went out and said, we want to put out content. Our brand is this, but you don't have to, everything doesn't have to be the same. This is our brand. So when you come up with a Pete and Pete and you come up with an all that, and you come up with a double there, those three things are not alike at all. And yet they all do fit the brand of Nickelodeon. Yes. And all they wanted to do was put out the best content and they got what they thought were people that would bring it to life in a way and they would love it. They weren't begrudgingly doing it. They weren't just doing it for the check. Oh, we do it for the money, but well, yeah, we weren't obviously. just doing it for the check because we actually love what it is that we're doing. And I'm sometimes I find myself in meetings right now, uh, you know, today, and then, and I'll hear all the corporate buzzwords, and they're like, "Oh, we've got to make sure we get the using all of these buzz industry words that you know sound good on paper." And I'll lean up and I go, "You know, a Nickelodeon." one of the things that we talked about when games and shows were developed was we never say it's fun. If you have to say it's fun, it's not. 
a kid will tell you it's fun. Now I can sit up and tell you my experience was fun, but right. if I'm trying to sell you a game and we're sitting around a pitch meeting and I have to tell you, Oh, this will be fun. It probably isn't because if it is fun, everybody else will go, Oh, that sounds like fun. They'll tell you. And so that's how Nickelodeon was made back in the day. Pit, you know, come up with ideas, do your thing. And the, and the room will tell you it's fun. You don't have to tell the room it's fun. Exactly. You know, and that's a, if everybody sort of approached whatever, if it's supposed to be a drama and it's supposed to be heart wrenching, don't tell me it's heart wrenching. Tell me the story and I'll go, oh man, that was heart wrenching. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Phil Moore, uh, <laughs> television extraordinaire, uh, Nickelodeon <laughs> Arcade. Um, it's been such a pleasure talking to you with you today. Uh, and you know what? Let, let's uh, uh, let I'll take up on Lee's offer. Why don't we uh, go to a choice ticket burp and grab drinks? <laughs> oh, we, we definitely do it. Definitely. And listen to listen. And you were mentioning back doing, doing cons and doing gaming expos. Oh yeah. Um, right now the world has opened up again. I'm actually doing one coming up in, uh, I think it's May 13th. Mm-hmm. Friday, May 13th at a place called Yestercades Ooh. in Westfield, New Jersey. So Ooh. if anybody's around that area, Yestercades in Westfield, New Jersey, I'm going to be there from like five to eight. Then I'm going to be over in um, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, no, York, Pennsylvania. Yes. York, yes. Pennsylvania at a place called Timeline Arcade. And that's going to be on May 14th. That's a Saturday uh, from two to five. So it's actually my first appearances since the world reopening. <laughs> there you go. If you want to, if you want to check Phil out, we'll put those in the description for you. Uh, but again, Phil Moore, thank you so much for taking the time today and speaking with us. Oh, talking Nickelodeon. Nick You're Arcade. a fun dude, man. You're a cool dude. This is a blast, man. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it anytime. And yeah, get out, get, get your butt out here. We'll go and, We'll go to Burbank and have a drink. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's do it. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> the preceding episode of The Hirsch Show was presented by Mac, hosted by Kyle Hershon, produced by Kyle Hershon and Nick Morgison. Additional voiceover provided by Jerry Houston. Podcast hosting provided by Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Be sure to follow The Hirsch Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to watch the video version of The Hirsch Show on our YouTube channel. This has been a production of the Empty the Bench Podcast Network. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.